from last week. Amen? Wow, it was, uh, it was powerful here in the altar time last week. Anybody get touched last week? And Lisa was in her garage watching online, and, and the neighbors were starting to come. No, I'm not. <laughs> she had a good time, she told me, in the Lord, just watching this service via live stream. So uh, I'm glad to know the Holy Spirit will go through the channels. Amen? It goes up to the satellite and back down. Anybody of you have ever been blessed by live stream from the house? Any of you watch live stream? All right, lots of, okay, nearly everybody, nearly everybody. So that's good. And that's, that's the purpose, is to help those that can't be here. Now, we, we still firmly believe if you can be here, talking to you back there, look, look, <laughs> zoom in on me, John. If you're sitting there at home today and you should be here, here, Pastor, we would love to see you right here with the rest of us. If you're able to, if, you're, if you can't, we understand, or you're watching this later, but... Uh, there's nothing like being in the house of God, amen, and his presence in this place. Hallelujah. Well, we right at the end of the sermon last week, I think I told you that verse 40, Acts chapter 2, verse number 40, the Lord really had put that in my spirit while I was studying for last week, and it's been there all, all week. I had kind of chased another rabbit there about middle of the week, but by the end of the week, I was back to... These uh, five words, save yourself from this corrupt generation. Maybe that's six. One, two, three, four. Okay, yeah, six words. Save yourself from this corrupt generation. Are we living in a corrupt, crooked, perverse generation right now? Is it worse than you've ever seen? I've lived quite a bit of life, and some of the things that I've seen happen in the last few years, and I could name a bunch of them, but I'm not going to waste time because I want to get into the meat of the word today. I could name a lot of things that have, I thought would never have gotten to the place where they are today, but here we are, amen? Here we are in this corrupt, wicked, perverse generation. If you can't tell your world is in a mess, there's something wrong with you. You've either got your head in the sand or you've already bought into their ideology. Now, this is going to be a straight, I'm going to warn you. You know, you have labels when it's going to get graphic, okay? It's going to get pretty tough in here today. Anybody want it? I heard one or two. Bring it on. Amen. We need a stirring, I believe, in our spirit. Hallelujah. You know... The devil and his army of unclean spirits are pouring out their demonic fury on mankind. And the church sits idly by and watches it happen. You want me to read that again? It's, is it true? I'm going to say it again. The devil and his army of unclean spirits are pouring out their demonic fury on mankind. And wimpy Christians just... Stand by and let him take more and more and more and more. We're not praying like we used to. We're not going to church like we used to. We're not reading our Bibles like we used to. I can go on and on. Amen. Am I? I you know, you're here today. Amen. Uh, but again, we have digressed as a church. How have we digressed this far? Here we go. God's people are digging into the world rather than letting go of the world. 
I read something in there about come out from among them and be what? Separate or be holy. Wow. Have we compromised in a lot of areas in our families and in our own lives and even in the church? It's almost a, a show nowadays when you go to a church. Some of them, it's all the lights and the smoke and the cameras and the, all the different things. Now, we have a camera. It's never intrusive. It's always at the back, mainly to get the, the gospel out. But it's, it's, I, it's very strong in my spirit, church, that we have got to rise up. The church has got to rise up. Amen? Hallelujah! Save yourself from this corrupt generation and I'm going to add to that not only yourself but your family and those that you care about because Paul said it's only going to wax worse and worse until we're headed off into the tribulation are you with me the time is now to save ourselves and to save our families and our children can you hear me today praise God since the first of the year I've preached several messages the first one was remember anybody remember the series on better Getting better, better Christians, better home, better family, better church. And then I think in February I preached a sermon, How to Live Here Until We Leave, leave Here. Anybody remember that? How to Live Here Until We Leave Here. Who's controlling your gates? Anybody remember that? Back in about March, somewhere along in there. And the fourth one, it's not just how you start, but how you finish. Over and over again, man, just rising up in my spirit. And then not that many weeks ago. On resistance and compliance. Anybody remember that? Fighting the devil. And then last year, uh, and this is what this is the goal here at the house is to raise up lion chasers. Amen. Remember, I remember, remember that series on lion chasers, chasing the devil, giving him no place in our lives, no advantage. So, again, over and over again, we've shared this, and 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 I tell you straight because one of these days. I will stand before him, and I don't want to hear these words. Why didn't you tell them? Why didn't you tell them? Now, you can get a lot of flowery little sermons nowadays, little motivational speeches, right? A lot of, lot of different preachers. Super, I call them superstar preachers. They're tickling the ears. They don't want to confront sin in their people's lives. And so they do these little Sunday motivational, now I lay me down to, to sleep sermons. But here at the house, we're, we're heading somewhere and we're taking somebody with us. Amen? Praise God. We are taking somebody with us. Uh, Pam shared with me a book, and I've only got one chapter into it so far, Pam, but it, it's going to be a good one. Mar anybody ever heard of Mario Murillo? He wrote a book called Vessels of Fire. And Glory. And in the very first chapter, he says, Before there can be a great awakening... There must be a rude awakening. <laughs> I like that, don't you? Before there can be a great awakening, there must be a rude awakening. Is it time for the church maybe to be a little bit rude? Amen? We're loving and kind and we're reaching out and doing all that. But we have a mission, folks. And that's to see people saved. Some aren't getting it with the kindness and the love. And I think I've shared this before. Jude talks about grabbing hold of them in the last days and jerking them out of the fire amen do you care amen so it's again really strong in my spirit we have got to be the church the real deal amen say the real deal hallelujah so the 
the church, by being asleep, the devil gains more and more and more territory. Again, this is not going to be easy for some of you today. Christians, compromise, compromise, compromise. Let's read 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 25 here for one of our first texts. In meekness, instructing those that what? Oppose themselves. Some Christians are literally opposing themselves, and not only Christians, but unbelievers as well. If God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. Here we go, verse 26. And that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. Is it time to get out of the trap of the devil? Amen. Amen. Yourselves, we are responsible. Save yourself. Jesus is the one that saves us. We know that, but you have a part in it. Amen. You have to acknowledge God, and you have to want God more than you want anything else. It's time to get back there, amen? Where I want you, God, more than anything else, uh, more than any material possessions, uh, more than my job security, amen? Back to God being number one. Do you hear me today? Hallelujah. One version says they come to their senses and they escape. They break out. Many live with sin in their life, just dragging it along, living beneath their rights and privileges. Are you with me? They've opposed his way. They're filled with pride, and they're, they're arrogant. I'm okay. I go to church when I can. I pay my tithes when I can. I visit with God when I can. I praise the Lord some, you know, once a week at least or twice, right? And they just want a nice, quiet, soothing place to worship. No more convicting sermons to get me all upset. Are you with me? Am I preaching where a lot of people are living? Oh, don't, don't. That's, you know, oh, man. Uh, uh, I don't know if I can handle that. I, you need to, amen? Amen. amen. When, the, when, the, when the man of God preaches the word of God, anointed by the Holy Spirit, we better have ears to hear, hadn't we? Jesus kept saying, he that has ears to hear... Let him hear what the Spirit. If you're here today and the Spirit's already convicting you and touching some things in your life, you're listening. Amen? But if you're sitting there with your fingers in your ears, <laughs> and not literally, okay? I've had one guy do that. One time I'd preach for about an hour. <laughs> He's sitting back there. It's long enough, preacher, right? So I don't know about his heart, but probably not in too good of a shape, right? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you want a man of God to point his finger at your heart and challenge you? That's what's happening here today. Amen. The definition of corrupt is to change from what is solid and good to something that is putrid and decaying. Save yourselves from this corrupt, putrid, and decaying generation. You know, I've read the book, and the ones that seem to be having it, quote, all together and living so great and wonderful... They don't have it all together, even here, and they're sure not going to have it together up there. Amen? They don't have it all together. They're just living their lives, uh, partying it up, having a great time watching this, doing that, having a wonderful time down here. But uh, again, and there's Christians that are doing this. Are you with me? Is it time to shake ourselves? There are corrupt believers in the church today who don't even realize they are. Everybody say, ouch. Ouch. 
Their heart has become seared over as with a hot iron. Amen. And I know I'm preaching to some folks that aren't here today. Are you with me? <laughs> How many still love me so far? We're, we've only started. Hallelujah. We've only started here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They've lost their sense of defilement and corruption. The cry for tolerance is so loud we can't hear the voice of God saying no, no, no. That's strong in my spirit. Everybody wants to tolerate. Oh, we've got to be tolerant of this. We've got to tolerate that. And uh, No. I see prophets in the word of God, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Isaiah, some of the minor prophets, crying out for a lost Israel. We'd better stand and be more We want to love them, amen. But we better cry out for their souls, amen. We had better get on our knees and cry out to God for that neighbor. Cry out to God for that lost son or daughter or that grandchild, amen. Till heaven breaks loose, amen, and they get back in church and get their lives together. It's close, church. Amen? Praise right. Praise the Lord. I'm going to say this. Get right or get left. That's where we're at. That's the time we're living in. Are you with me? It's time to either get right or get left. You know what? I'm thinking the trumpet could sound today. I'm living that way now. Perhaps today. I used to have a pen with a little trumpet on it back years ago when I pastored in Hobbs. And it had that perhaps today. And I wore it a lot. And I'd have questions. What does that mean? I said, well, perhaps today we're getting out of here. Amen? Praise God. Perhaps today. That's the, that's the mentality and the mindset that we're going to have to start living in as Christians. Hallelujah. Anybody still hanging with me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So many have hidden dark parts in their own lives that they must excuse the sin of others. Which mm. kind of all console each other and everything. You know, the Bible talks about in James 5.16, confessing your faults one to another and helping one another get out of that sin. Amen? Is that what the church should be? Here it is. Confess to one another, therefore, your faults, your slips, your false steps, your offenses, your sins, and pray also for one another that you may be healed. Ooh, we sang about that, didn't we? That you may be healed and what? Restored. Is that what this church is about? That you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of righteous man makes tremendous power available dynamic in its working wow powerful amen helping one another encouraging one another not compromising and saying well that's okay you know i blah, blah, blah. no it's not okay sin is sin sin is sin whether it's a white sin black sin gray sin whatever it is it's still sin and it has to be dealt with at the cross at the cross at the cross where i first saw the light and the burdens of my heart, they rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight. And now I'm happy all the day. Hallelujah. Praise God. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. We want to help one another. And we will love on you. And we will visit with you. But we will not condone sin. Amen. We will not condone it. Jeremiah chapter 7. 
Let's go there for a minute. Verses 8 through 11. I'm going to read this in the message. Hallelujah. Get smart. (laughs) I like that, don't you? How many want to get, say, I'm going to get smart. Your leaders are handing you a a pack of lies, and you're swallowing them. Hallelujah. Use your heads. Do you think you can rob and murder, have sex with the neighborhood wives, tell lies nonstop, worship the local gods, and buy every novel religious commodity on the market, and then march into this temple, set apart from my worship, and say we're safe? Thinking that the place itself gives you a license to go on with all this outrageous, outrageous sacrilege? A crave, a, ca- whoops, a cave full of criminals. Do you think you can turn this temple set apart for my worship into something like that? Well, think again. I've got eyes in my head. I can see what's going on. God's decree. Ooh, Glory to God. God sees everything you do. Yes, He does. I don't know how he does all that. He knows what Terry's doing over here. He knows what Dan's doing over here. He knows what Sister Sharon's doing every day. And we sometimes think we can fool him or something. You know, I'm not saying they, they do, but a lot of people in this world think that, you know, it's not that big a deal. It really is a big deal. Unconfessed sin must be dealt with. Amen? It must be put under the blood. Stop justifying. Hear this. Stop justifying your sin. Woo! Stop justifying your sin. It's an open invitation to lying spirits in your life when you start justifying your sin. Are you with me today? It's an open invitation to the enemy. He sees that and he tries to convince you that you're okay. It's not that bad. So and so does it. Blah, 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 blah. I don't care. Don't shut the door on the Holy Spirit. Listen. To the Holy Spirit, and He'll help you get rid of that cancer and that corruption, amen, and that wickedness in your life, amen. Listen, listen, listen to His voice. His eyes are again, I believe, piercing the church, and He's come to warn, expose, and save His people from this corruption. She'll get it up there just in a second. Here it is. His eyes are again. Piercing the church. And he's come to warn, expose, and save his people from this corruption. I believe that strongly. Strongly in my spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's time to get serious, is it not? Amen. He that has ears to hear. Here we go again. Let him hear. This corrupt generation shouldn't be influencing you you should be influencing it. Amen? Amen. 1 Corinthians 15, 33 says, Bad company corrupts good character. Is that still true today? Who you hang out with, who you listen to. I've seen in my nearly 50, well, 50 years of ministry, I've seen so many people get in church, get involved, and start hanging out with the wrong people. Before long, within six months, they're out of church, back living that lifestyle, that God had no intention for them to live just, just because, again, of bad company. It will influence you. 
in many churches today, there's actually blatant sin. They know it's wrong, and yet they continue to do it. I call it presumptuous sin. It's deliberate. In full knowledge, they are sins intentionally, is a good way to say it. Presumptuous. There's sins of ignorance, and there's presumptuous sin. Well, I know what your word says, but I'm still going to do it anyway. Is that a terrible place to be? Yes, it is. You, you better quit that. Amen? You better get right before God. Fall on your face before God. Galatians chapter 5 and verse number 9 says a little leaven. Terry and I were talking about this the other day. A little leaven, a slight inclination to error or a few false teachers leavens the whole lump. It perverts the whole conception of faith or misleads the whole church. You see, if you, if you call yourself a member of House of Restoration... You have a responsibility to the rest of us here. Am I preaching? It's, and some of y'all didn't think it was going to be this hard, did you, today? Brilliant. Hallelujah. You have a responsibility to one another to live the life. And if you do mess up, we're not saying there's no room for error here because this room is full of testimonies. Amen? But we better get on it quick and get things right. Amen? If we're, especially if we're a leader in this church. Hear me today. If we're a leader in this church, we have a responsibility. There's none of us here completely sinless. We all slip up, right? And I hear my heart today. But 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 17 says, It's time for judgment to begin. Where? The house of God. If we're corrupt here, we're in trouble there. Amen? Are you with me? For the time has come for judgment. It must begin with God's household. And if judgment begins with us, what terrible fate awaits those who have never even obeyed God's good news? Unconfessed sin can jeopardize the spiritual health of a church. I've seen it play out several times in my life. It's important, church. Amen? I said, it's, boy, I'm, boy it, I mean, see, now I'm, I'm getting, it's getting tougher. Amen? We're into the, we're into the second inning here, and it's, uh, it's getting a little quieter and quieter. All right. I've got several pamphlets here today that I brought. This was, anybody know a guy named David Wilkerson? These are antique, all right? <laughs> These are from my mom back in the late 80s and 90s. She would send them to me when I was pastoring out in Hobbs. New Mexico. Here's some of the titles. Sifted Saints. The Great and Final Preparation. This is 30 years ago. Do you really want to hear what God is saying? Sermon-proof Christians. Ooh, ouch. Ooh. The Doctrine of Jezebel. Wow. He told it straight, didn't he? He told it straight. The Awful Presence of God. Ooh. Y'all are going to be wanting some of these, aren't you? <laughs> the Last Revival. These are just some of the headlines even 30 years ago, or some of his pamphlets. Sudden destruction as travail upon a woman with child. Drifting away from Christ. Witchcraft in the church. Growing cold on the eve of destruction. Counterfeit spirituality. It's reaping time in America. This was back in 88. Iron 
chariots. I read a little bit of that one yesterday to see what that was about. Wow. What a prophet of God. A great, great man of God. Changed many, many lives. Started Teen Challenge, which Jonathan and Lisa have been a part of and have seen many lives changed. He told it straight, church. Have we, have we in the last 30 years begun to water it down some? I hope not. I hope not. I pray not. Amen. I want people to make it. Amen. I want them to make it. But George Barna, I don't know if you ever heard of him, but he wrote a book said Moral. It's called Moral and Spiritual Anarchy. He said millions of people's faith is no longer affected by parameters like reverence for God, respect for preachers and pastors, a desire to strive for holiness, or acceptance of absolutes from God's word. The rejection of these elements has created a void that has been filled by, here it is, customized spirituality. If I like it, I accept it. If I don't, I reject it. Are you with me? Customized, that rung out in my spirit when I read that. Customized spirituality. And here's a scripture. Does the creature... Talk back to the Creator. Why did you make me like this? Why is this? No, we do not. In Romans chapter 9, I think I put that in there, verse 20 in the Amplified. But who are you, a mere man, to criticize and contradict and answer back to God? Will what is formed say to him that formed it? Why have you made me thus? Wow. Talking back to God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blend my own view of Christianity. You prick. And yes, I know what that word means. And it's very fitting right here. It's someone concerned with their interest more than anybody else's interest. Are you with me? What a strong word today. To question God and think just because God's word says this, well, he didn't really mean that. He, he really, you know, if you look at it over here in this verse and in this translation, it really means this. No, there's a lot of absolutes. Amen? There's a lot of, thi- a lot, there's a lot of grace with God. Amen? But a judgment is coming. Amen? And it's, you better get ready, ready, ready. Amen? Wow, it's so strong in my Spirit, hallelujah. Let's jump to Philippians chapter 2. This is actually my text today. <clears throat> Nobody complained, right? Philippians chapter 2, and we're going to wind, what time is it? We're going to wind this up pretty soon. We'll see. We got, we'll preach till tomorrow, right? Did you say? Okay, hallelujah. Are you? That means you're getting good. Philippians 2, verse number 12. This is a command to the church. I like it. It's seasoned with some love, but it's also to the point. Dear friends, you always followed my instructions when I was with you. And now that I'm away, this is, uh, of course, Paul writing here to the church at Philippi. And now that I'm away, it is even more important. Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Do everything without complaining and arguing or whining so that no one can criticize you live clean innocent lives as children of God shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked here is that word again crooked corrupt and perverse people what are we supposed to do 
Shine. Shine. Not whine. Are you with me? <laughs> there you go. A lot of people whining and not shining, right? <laughs> it's time to shine and quit whining. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. There's another verse, right? Or is that it? Hold firmly to the word of life. Then on the day of Christ's return, I'll be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless. Woo. Is that the goal? Whatever besets you, you know, Paul said something about that. Whatever sin besets you that is weighing you down, it's time to get rid of it. There's victory for some folks here today, amen? It's time to lay it at the altar and say, I'm never going back to that sin again in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. So number one today, if you're taking notes, follow my instructions. Does God know what's best for you better than you do? Amen. Over and over again, as we're going through this book with the, with the Bible training class, Ages and Dispensation, we see it play out all the time where God has a plan, He has a plan, He has a plan. They reject it, eventually reject it, kick it to the side. God creates another plan, goes into another dispensation from innocence. And, you know, Adam and Eve were set up very well, right? But, you know, you look at them, you look at Moses' generation, you go Abraham, all down through there, you see a pattern of rebellion towards God. Why do we do that? The human nature, right? The flesh. We give the, the flesh too much place in our lives instead of giving the spirit a place in our lives. So follow number one. I've learned in life when I'm putting something together, follow the instructions. Hallelujah. Here it is. Praise God. It's simple. Just do it. Amen. Obedience to God. Align yourself, your family, your business with God's word. Amen. With a deep reverence and respect. He is your master. Did you hear me? He is your master. And your teacher. That means teacher. Hallelujah. Your guide, your comfort, your paraclete, one Holy Spirit who comes alongside. All of that. He, we've got to submit back to the master and begin to treat him that way. Amen. Is it time to respect him as the master and the Lord of my life? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You will not be saying and doing everything the world does if you're allowing him to be the master of your life. You will not. That Holy Spirit will say this. This is not good for you. This is not my plan. Anybody ever heard that voice? Yeah, me too. Several times. Did I keep doing what I was doing? Yeah, yeah, sad to say I did. Sad to say I did, but thanks be unto God. Hallelujah. One day I finally pulled myself out of that mess. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You'll be happier now and later doing it his way. Believe me, trust me. I've tried them both. Hallelujah. Praise God. God knows you. He loves you. He has a great plan for you. Follow him. Is that what he told Peter? The very last words, follow me. Follow me. Amen. So number one, 
Follow his instructions. Number two, it says work out your own salvation with, with fear and reverence and great respect for God. Cooperate with God. Is that what we need to do? Cooperate with God as he sanctifies us. Anybody believe in progressive sanctification? There's instant sanctification, the cleansing and the washing, but uh, hopefully there's some ongoing sanctification in your life. Some of the things that, that used to drag me down and, and hinder me no longer affect me because I've gotten victory over it. Amen? Are there still some things I'm working on? Yes. Amen. But he's washing me. He's cleansing me. He's purifying me. Hallelujah. So work out your... Don't worry about Brother Bob over here or Sister Sue. Amen? Praise God. You just focus on you. Work out your salvation, your own salvation. Save yourself. Save yourself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. One version, Amplified, says complete your own salvation. I'm going to say complete your, your mission. Amen? I'm going through. Hallelujah. I don't care if, if, if they don't, if they're doing this, that, whatever. I'm going through. I've made up my mind. Hallelujah. Nothing's going to stop me. Amen. From making heaven. I want to live forever and ever with my King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen. That's enough uh, every day to make me get up and want to be in his presence. Hallelujah. Just knowing that I will live and rule and reign with him forever and forever. Hallelujah. Submit to God's control and let him work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anybody ever had a tough time finding the will of God? Amen. It's been seasons in my life where it was tough for me. And so here's a prayer I pray quite frequently and have for the last several years. Lord, get me to the place where I have no will of my own. Amen. Get me to the place where I have no will of my own, that I'll only know and recognize your will. I'll have no will. My will will be buried. Amen. And shoved aside. And Lord, I want your will. I tell him that every day. Lord, I want your will and your plan for my life. I submit to your lordship. You are in control, Lord. I follow you. I listen to you. I will do what you tell me to do. Praise God. Hallelujah. Number three, no complaining, grumbling, or whining, right? (laughs) How long do you all want me to preach here? The church people whine and complain sometimes. Amen. And the Lord is really... Really, really, you know, you, you get older and you got these little aches and things that you didn't have. So he's really working on me on number three here. So there it is. Some are whining instead of shining. All right. It's, uh, it's, it, it's, it's not that bad. If you'll take time to do some inventory in your life, the, the whining and the complaining is irrelevant, really. What does it change? Complain and remain. Praise and be raised. Hallelujah. So quit the whining. That's what Paul is telling the church at Philippi. You've got a bigger mission. Amen. Get your eyes focused. Follow the instructions. Submit to God. Work out your own salvation. No complaining. No whining. The children of Israel, what a pattern of whiners and complainers, right? Whine a little bit more. Go around again. Whine, whine, whine. All right. Another lap. 40 stinking years. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Let's quit it. Say say it. I will quit whining and start shining. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. 
in the name of Jesus. Lord, that's, that's in their spirit now. Number four, this is pretty simple. Live for Jesus. Hallelujah. What does he say here in that verse? Verse, verse 15, let's see. That you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom you shine as lights in the world. Hallelujah. A light shines brightest in total darkness. Is there a lot of darkness in this world? Is it to the point where it's complete darkness? Getting pretty close. Getting pretty close. Again, as I mentioned earlier, I'm seeing things I've never thought I would see in my life. It's, uh, you, you read the papers too, and you are watch the, not very many read papers anymore, but you, you get your pop-ups on your iPhone or your computer or something. You, you, you know what's going on. Say, I know what's going on in the world. I don't like it. What am I going to do about it? I'm going to shine. I'm going to shine, 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 baby. Amen? Shine, shine, shine. Keep pointing people to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Keep shining. That's it. You just keep on. There may be sin rampant everywhere. Maybe perversion. There may be social and political unrest. There may be uh, things that just, uh, again, you never thought would happen. You keep shining. Number five, and I'm rolling along here. Hold firmly to the word. Hold on firmly to the word of God. We mentioned that in one of the first points there. The Amplified says this, not only you hold firmly to it, but offer it to all men too. How long has it been since you talked to someone about the Bible? Don't hold your hand up. Amen. Is it important, church, to know people, let people know there is an instruction manual for your life? God used 40 different authors, breathed upon them. It's, it, it, it's, it's all here. Amen. It's all here. As I said at the very start of this, it's, it's, it's simple if we just let go and let God. Just let God live in our lives. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. All the world needs the Word of God. It's the manual for life, the Holy Word of God. You say, oh, but I can't have fun and, and, and uh, do this and do that if I, if I uh, line my life up with the Word of God. Believe me, <laughs> a lot of people that have tried some of those things wish they hadn't. I know I do. I know I do. It was, as Solomon, you know, the, the wisest man of all and the richest man of all said it's all vexation of spirit. It's all vanity and vexation of spirit. Had a thousand wives. Had all kinds of money and gold and chariots and horses and the finest of food and everything. And yet, he said, it's all vanity and vexation of spirit. Praise God. Live for God. Hold firmly to the word of God. Hallelujah. I want to say this. You're worried about having fun. A single day in hell will be worse than a whole life spent carrying the cross. Think about it. A single day in hell will be worse than a whole life spent carrying the cross. I want us to stand together today. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your word today. Well, it's a time of cleansing. It's a time of looking at our lives and see if there be any wicked, wicked way in me. I want Sheila to come and prepare to, to sing that song, actually. Look and see if there be anything.
in me, Lord, that shouldn't be in my life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, I've preached my heart out today. I've preached my heart out today, Lord, what you've told me to. Lord, I want this church and those watching today, perhaps now or later, to realize there is a God. He loves them. He has a perfect plan for their lives, but he also will not always wink at the sins in their lives. There will be a judgment day coming, Lord. We must get ready, get ready, get ready. Save ourselves. The time is short. It's almost midnight. We must, we must, we must live for you like we've never lived for you before in the name of Jesus. Lord, I speak that over every person here today, God. May we be a light in a sin-darkened world as Paul said so well here, Lord. It's time to get our houses in order today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, do your work today. Hallelujah. If you're here today and by an upraised hand, you'd say, there's some things in my life that I know aren't right. And the Holy Spirit has spoken with me about them. And I want to lay them at the altar today. That you hold your hand up today. There are some things in my life that I know aren't right. Yes, yes. Over here, over there. There's some things in my life I know that I shouldn't be doing. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for your honesty today. Or maybe you're here today and you, by an upright raised hand, can say, I've kind of customized my spirituality. I'm ready to do what he says. Go when he says be obedient to him and let him be Lord of my life. If that's you today, slip your hand up. I've kind of customized some things in, in my life and, and just allowed them a place in my life. And now I've got to root them out. I've got to get them out. I've got to turn back to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for your honesty too. We're going to sing this song, Search Me. Know me, oh God. God does know you. One thing I know as I stand before you today, God knows you better than you even know yourself. He's carved you in the palm of his hand. Your very hairs are even numbered. There's not a place in the world you can go that he doesn't know right where you're at. You can go to the bottom of the ocean. You can ascend to the highest mountain. And God is still there and he's aware. His eyes are upon you. His eyes are upon you. Keep that in mind today. And just in your own way today as they sing this, just... Let God know how much you need Him and you want Him. And if there's anything in your life that shouldn't be there, you want to root it out today and lay it at the altar. If you want to come and pray, if you want to kneel here or kneel at your seat, this is the time right now to, to, to get some things in order with God. Get some things in order with God as they sing this. Search me, know me, try.
wash away the guilty stain.